Welcome to the Chad Harrison Insights Podcast. In our new audio series, we'll be tackling the trending topics from our specialist sectors and talking to thought leaders to get their take on the events that are shaping their industry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to CH Insights. Today, I'm sitting down with Antti Veirainen, Senior Director for Danfoss Editron Off-Highway Business Unit. Antti has a 25-year career in the electrification business, holding various positions in R&D, product management and sales, and having lived and worked in Finland, Austria and Switzerland prior to joining Danfoss in 2018. With a Master's in Engineering Physics, Antti is a renowned thought leader and knowledge expert in the field of energy storage and advanced energy systems. His own research focus has been on lithium-ion battery systems, and he has published scientific papers and has a few granted patents in this field. Today, we're going to be talking about the electrification of off-highway vehicles. The construction industry has seen its share of challenges in recent years. Supply chain bottlenecks and building material scarcities have driven up costs and reduced profit margins, whilst labour shortages have led to project delays and lost bids. Now the industry faces a new challenge. Governments globally are taking unprecedented steps to reach their climate goals. All industries are charged to take action. And for the construction industry, in which 98% of the power comes from diesel fuels, this change might seem out of reach. After all, construction firms are heavily invested in their equipment which is necessary to build the roads, the bridges, the homes and commercial buildings, and each nation's ageing infrastructure is in dire need of improvement, which require construction equipment, of course, to complete. Yet the construction industry is responsible for 35% of global greenhouse gas emissions, and these emissions contribute to global warming and negatively impact human health and well-being, particularly for people who live near the site. Fortunately, there are ways for the construction industry to cut carbon emissions that don't require a huge investment and may even cut costs. And the electric off-highway equipment market is expected to reach $4.5 billion by 2028. Many companies are looking to reduce their carbon footprint and diesel-powered equipment is a big polluter. Battery-powered replacements could reduce emissions by 59%. Antti, welcome to this podcast. It's really good to sit down with you and share insights into what is happening in the off-highway construction industry. Um, Can I just start off with uh, the first question? To ensure that off-highway construction completes the sustainability supply chain, there is a need to look at alternatives to fossil fuels. How long do you think it will take to change the current landscape and what alternatives are being considered, Antti? I would say that the landscape we saw a few years ago has already changed permanently and the speed is increasing all the time. As you have seen, many cities have banned or are planning to ban diesel-powered construction machines. In many operations, the total cost of ownership of an electric machine is is already lower than that of a a diesel-powered one. There are, of course, some applications and areas where a diesel-powered machine is still a feasible option. And I think we will see combustion engines around um, in the next decades as well, both in construction industry and in transportation, but most likely with some alternative fuels. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just thinking, uh, looking at all the countries around and the, the, the different economic situations, do you think there is truthfully an appetite for all countries to adopt this? 
um, and can you see a fully electronic or uh, electric construction site becoming a reality and i guess my next question alongside that would be when do you think this will be mainstream yeah that's a very good question at the moment construction machines contribute to about 1.2 percent of the global co2 emissions this is almost as much as the global aviation industry that is of course a big contributor as well uh, and cutting the CO2 is definitely easier in construction than in aviation. And this is why I expect that many countries will introduce some incentives for construction equipment to get electric in the same way as they do for cars. Mm. And regarding the construction sites, they are already uh, full electric sites and they are, I would say, the mainstream uh, technology in many cities because of the incentives and local regulations. This is a good start and it's a great way to demonstrate the technology. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing there will be lots of grants pushed from, from the government that, as you say, that we have with cars and um, similar. Um, electrification has, of course, got to be the first strategy to reduce the carbon footprint here. Um, especially with the price of diesel now and it's sky high. How far along the process are we into making this a viable alternative, Ante? I would say technically an electric machine is already a viable, viable alternative in most applications. Uh, the battery technology is a key player and, and, and that the battery technology used in electric cars is already good enough for the, to power construction machines. The duty cycle is, however, different, and the construction machine usually does not have the opportunity to stop at a charging station, and this is, of course, a challenge. Okay, and, and you mentioned that you know the batteries in cars can be are, are ready to be utilised in in the truck industry here. Presuming uh, this will work better with the smaller electric powered vehicles, is this is this how it will work? It will start off with the smaller vehicles to begin with, and then. Um, as technology advances move into the larger um, off-highway uh, vehicles? Yes, exactly. We have seen that many OEMs have started electrifying their portfolio from the smaller machines because they are often operated indoors or areas where local emissions and, and noise should be avoided. These machines with the small power are usually running at low voltage, that is usually 48 volts, which is technically easier. And from electrical safety point, point of view, they are also a good option. Okay. In the global market, uh, one of the things uh, that I researched, there are 1 to 1 1.2 million machines sold per year worldwide. I mean, that's immense. That's huge, huge amounts. But only up to between 1 and 2,000 of these are electric. Um, how is it going to ramp up? Is it is it going to be a slow ramp up? Do you think, or do you think there is, it's going to be sort of an overnight switch, um, and everybody has to do it by a certain date? Uh, let's look at electric cars as an example. About ten years ago, almost nobody bought electric car, and it was not really an interesting option. But uh, now, the, according to the latest statistics, the annual growth rate is seventeen percent, and we expect this to continue throughout the decade. You have also noticed that many automotive OEMs have already decided to phase out their non-electric models by 2030. So why wouldn't this same happen in construction industry? Yeah, good point. Very good point. Uh, what, another report I, I read, Antti, um, is forecasting the electric construction equipment market to grow to a huge $105 billion by 2042. Um, massive market. Who do you feel are going to be the main players in this time? 
regarding the OEMs, I expect that the main players or most of them are the same companies who are making the diesel-powered machines today. But of course, there will be new players that are focused on electric machines only, just like in automotive. And we at Danfoss, we are the leading supplier of electric components to those OEMs and the integrators supporting the OEMs. In the truck industry, I've been working with the aviation industry as well recently, and I know um, also in the truck industry, they're, they're looking at hydrogen fuel cell technology, um, and it's emerged as a potential solution. Do you see this happening in the heavy off-highway vehicle lines and, and, and replacing the battery, or do you see it sort of working alongside? Yes, I expect that many of the technologies uh, that we see in trucks and, and cars uh, are, are the same or similar at construction machines. And fuel cells has an advantage that it can be refueled without a grid, unlike a battery, which make, makes it an interesting option for remote areas. But also it should be noted that the fuel cell provides electric current and the powertrain would be the same as for a battery powered machine. And usually we see fuel cells working in combination with the battery because both are needed to get the power and energy. Okay, um, I'll, I'll just I'll come back to the remote bit in 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 a, in a minute because that's a good point you've raised there. Um, I think one of the biggest questions um, I guess is around the cost of ownership because these pieces of equipment, these vehicles, hugely expensive, um, and there is a premium on all electric machines over diesel, primarily related to the cost of the batteries because they've got to be sort of large battery packs, and as we know, batteries batteries are going up in price at the moment, uh, they're not coming down. Um, will this not remain prohibitive compared to the offset of the price difference versus diesel, for the, particularly for the smaller machines? Uh, well, the total cost of ownership has already been proven to be lower for electric machine versus a diesel powered one, although the initial invest investment, of course, is high. This is dependent on the lifetime of the battery pack. That is uh, one of the concerns people have. But the experience we have from electric cars is at the moment very, very promising and encouraging. Um, when you mentioned before about the remote areas, um, it does raise a question immediately to me. Um, how will the charging infrastructure of these massive battery packs evolve? Um, you know, what about the remote areas where you can't just plug in because there's no electricity uh, and no access to the grid? So, so how will that work? Well, actually, many of the construction sites are in cities where there's a grid available and, and this, this site can be easily then equipped with a portable charging station that is basically the same as we use for uh, charging the EVs on the road. In remote areas, of course, this is a challenge, and then the charging station must be equipped with another battery or a fuel cell, for example. Okay, so um, from from in in the in the the remote areas with the so would you would you carry that that you know would you have a storage facility there and then swap the batteries out? What, how would how would it work? Yeah, that is of course one option, the battery swap, but of course right. it, it's just a local buffer uh, between the grid and the machine. Right, excellent. Okay, that's good. Um, so until the economies of scale kick in, there's a real dichotomy between the value and the cost. Uh, do you feel, Antti, this will have a big impact as regards the timeline involved to transform the construction industry to all electric? 
I would say that uh, off-highway machines benefit a lot from the development and experience we, are, we have on electric trucks and cars. Therefore, I expect that the transition to electric construction machines will be much faster than we think today. I have been in this business in working with EVs and in the battery industry for 25 years now, and I can wow. see this really happening and, and getting up to speed. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting, I think, um, what's going to be happening over the next 10 years. Um, and I guess all the hard work has been done over the last 20 years, and now it's it's um, just sophisticating that. Um, Antti, thank you very much for sharing uh, this knowledge uh, with me today. Um, I want to close this podcast the only way I feel is appropriate. Um, in the Game of Thrones, the well-known saying, winter is coming, could be amended for the construction industry to be electrification is coming. Um, thank you once again for the insight you've shared. It's given us a lot to think about for sure. Um, and it would be good at some point uh, to catch up again and, and see how everything is uh, running regarding the forecasting and to look back and, and see what has impacted us. Uh, Antti, thank you so much for your time uh, this morning. Much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.